This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Like, I'm, I'm in such a fog today. I think it's allergies part of it. Yeah. But I'm in such a fog that I'm just like, hey. Have you seen I don't the have tarp outside? They're, uh, like, yellow. I don't have my A-game right now. Do you ever have your A-game? Maybe not. That's questionable. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Heath White. All right, welcome back to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, everyone. This is Heath White. I'm here with Regan Smith, and Regan, we've got we've got a, a pretty cool episode this week. We got a busy show. We yeah. got uh, we got Aaron Samo Hoover and Danny Earnhardt Jr. joining us a little bit to, to talk about the softball team, which, as we'll get into, quite the interesting little thing we got going on here, at Junior Motorsports. Oh, we got all kinds of good good stuff to talk about regarding the softball. But the goal behind the show was to also to show the personalities here at this shop, talk about racing, let you talk about what you like so much. But we've got a lot of other things going on, so we thought it was relevant that softball was starting. We'll bring those guys in and talk to them a little later. But first, we're going to recap Texas. Texas. Yes. Texas, Texas. It is Thursday. I know we're going to Bristol, but we want to recap Texas since you you haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, You were doing well. Pit stop error early on. Put you you in the back a little bit, but you rallied. We did, yeah. And, uh, you know, fortunately the – situation happened early on in the race that happened on uh i think lap 60 something maybe and gave us enough time to, to come back through the field we had a uh, extremely fast taxlayer.com chevy and uh you know as as has been the the tone for this season the guys have, have kept bringing fast race cars and uh you know where i felt like we should have finished the past couple races we we finished there this race and and took what we had we probably had a third or fourth place race car i felt like the 22 and, and the 20 uh, both were really good. They didn't they didn't show that much speed on uh, on on Thursday in practice and uh, or or as much speed. They were both quick, but it just didn't look like they were uh, going to be that good. And and as the sun went down, as we got into the nighttime, they they obviously got a little bit better. And and we uh, we just needed a little bit more to keep up with them. But all in all, it was, it was a pretty good day for Junior Motorsports as a whole um, coming out of Texas. So we had how many how many top tens did we have personally? Like three, all three. Oh, very good. He does. He, he does did a, watch. First I name, always watch. First name does up, update the website and take care of our Twitter feed on most weekends. So he's very, very Come in with the tune headline. To I what's to going that. on. Yeah, you are doing headlines now, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. See, he's deep grinding. It was, and, and you know, the 88 was up there, led quite a few laps. Uh, looked like maybe he had a car that mm-hmm. could contend. And on certain parts of the run early on, I thought he was good enough to contend with him. Seemed like they kind of stepped away just a little bit uh, as the runs would go on, and and. You know, at the end of the race, we had about the same speed as the 88, and the 9 car was, was good all night long. I don't know how he lost his track position, but I know they got shuffled back a little bit there towards the end. And, you know, really we're just we're seeing a good trend where the, the cars are still, all three cars are consistently top seven cars, top five cars, whatever you want to call it, and, and speed. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's where we need to be. And, and naturally the wins come when that happens. And, and uh, with the 88 having two wins already, then, uh, the, the rest of us have got to catch up to them and chip away at that. That's us and the nine car both. But uh, another good weekend, and uh, you know, obviously from a point situation, that's always uh, always a good thing. Yeah, you are uh, actually. You were going into the weekend, you were thirty points out. Now you're twenty two points out. So you actually made up eight points um, through Texas. So that's and Heath has his shoes on to figure that out right now. Sh- what is that supposed to mean? Well, you didn't. You had your hands, toes, everything. Oh, but was you left your everything. shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Regan. Good job. I, you know what? I have a college degree. I can do math. 
you go. case you didn't know. So I can't do math because I don't have a college degree. Uh, Is that whoa. what you're saying? Did I? No, you're getting ahead of us. That's here. what you're implying. I'm saying you're a race car driver, so apparently you have superhuman ability. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back for that one. That's the only compliment you're going to get from uh, me today. I need a shoulder shoulder yeah. and joint after that. But, but that brings us through Texas, and I, we've had a lot going on this week, and there's a couple of things we wanted to touch on with you before we talk about Bristol. Jamie McMurray, who tested for uh, his team, I believe it was, uh, what, Monday? Monday, yeah. er, Monday, early Monday at Kentucky, I think. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday Monday. in Kentucky. Earlier in the week, and uh, Regan, I'm going to let, let you take over this, but I'll give everyone a little bit of background, but apparently he ran uh, – some digital stuff on the dashboard in the race car. I guess w they were just trying that out to see how it worked. Um, and apparently it's a digital screen that allows the driver to cycle through different uh, telemetry. Yeah, there's two. So there's two images here um, of the digital screen. And, and I'm actually going to call it an LED screen because that's what it looks like to me. I'm not real familiar with the Have you heard of this with before? this update. Con I was not until he posted the pictures on, on Twitter. I did see the pictures on Twitter as well. And, uh, and the two that he posted are basically, from what I can tell here, showing the exact same data in, in different forms. One of them is, is something like what you would see on more of a, uh, on a formula car um, or an open wheel car to where the, the telemetry is um, spelled out a little differently and just strictly a number on a dashboard. The other one that he's posted is uh, the same screen, but they've clicked it to a different form, which is more similar to what we're accustomed to with our circular gauges and, and the needles. Um, that move, you know, move to whatever temperature things are going on, and, and can change color and adjust accordingly to uh, to if blue is good or white is good, and then red means it's too hot. So uh, this is something that uh, is definitely unique, and and something that sounds like NASCAR is testing for the future. Um, I think, you know, if I just looking at these quick right now, if I had my preference, I would definitely go with the the one that looks more similar to our current dashboards that uh, that just you posted a picture of. Yeah, yeah. just. From a simplicity standpoint, you can look quick, look for a color, and not have to necessarily know the number. The other, the other, uh, the other dashboard looks like you have to look for an exact number, and, and that can get kind of tricky when you're uh, in the heat of battle racing and, and don't want to look down and spend a lot of time looking down. Yeah, I guess that was kind of my next question. You know, if if this was something that was industry wide, um, how distracting would that be, or do you think it'd be more of an advantage? I don't, I don't see anything on here that would be distracting to me. Um, I mean, it's pretty. The bright. only thing I find a little bit. Uh, interesting is they've got lap time posted on there and uh i think if you pulled the drivers 90 percent of us would say go ahead and give us a lap time because what happens is is we get called out the lap time maybe off of turn two maybe just after we cross the start finish line maybe in the middle of one and two every driver is different i prefer to get mine off of turn two when i get to the back stretch from the previous lap and and it it just creates one more little bit of of talking on the radio that maybe you don't need to do that if it's on the dashboard we in testing we've always had it on the dashboard and i don't know if this is part of their plan to incorporate this to to allow us to have that lap time again um, but i would uh, i would definitely be all for that outside of that i don't see anything here that's really going to drastically change what we do in the cars it's going to clean up the dashboards obviously we're not going to have all those gauges in there it's going to be a a system that can probably be monitored from tv would be my assumption mm -hmm. and and allow the, the analyst to say, hey, this car's running hot and, and can immediately go to the car that might be running in fifth place. It's got a hot dog wrapper on the grill and, and needs to get into pit instead of having to just kind of find out after the fact. So uh, it's going to bring the information to the to the viewers quicker and uh, and certainly the teams. I've, I would anticipate probably it's got some sort of real-time feed that can go to the pit boxes like what we see in, in IndyCar and Formula One. Um, rather we're allowed to do that or not right away uh, is, is obviously going to be up to NASCAR, but uh, you know, it's an evolution, and, and 
making the sport better, you know, taking the sport to, to other levels and, and changing stuff to, to keep up with uh, the changing times. And according to Marty Smith, he says that this uh, – uh Oh, I should have read that part. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm one step ahead of you. It has the ability to do uh, lap times, monitor your tire pressure, and apparently there's a pit stop page on there too as to what that entails. I don't really know, but that's kind of the, the nitty-gritty of it. I, I'd imagine – I mean, to me, it kind of looks like something you'd see in a regular car driving down the street, doesn't it, first name? It does. Like those new age like Audis and BMWs, that the panels yeah. they have inside the car, that's what it looks like. And – and I, I, I mean, I figure this kind of stuff is already kind of on the screen for the crew chiefs and everything. I don't really. It's I'm not. No, oh, it's not. We have no access to this stuff in the in the mm -hmm. pits. So if yeah. it's you know if the driver doesn't call it out and say, hey, I got a, a tire going mm -hmm. down or whatever, uh, you know, they have no way of knowing that. It's interesting. That 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 is really interesting. I guess um, the only thing I I would think is to me, and obviously I've never been behind in the cockpit behind the wheel like you, but it might help visually. Because it's so bright. I mean, I know th I know the gauges we have now are a lot better than they used to be in terms of night races. You can actually get a good read. Yeah, night races you can get a good read on them. Day races you still can you can get a good read on them. I think with this being LED, if that's what it is, or, or LCD, whatever this screen is, it's it's definitely going to pop even when it's sunny out. You'll be able to see it pretty clearly. Um, and and our biggest thing that we have a little bit of trouble is is when it is real bright out being able to see the difference in the colors on those gauges and and have it stick out to us in a night race it starts flashing red you see it immediately in right. a day race you sometimes have to make sure you tell yourself every couple laps to look down take a take a glance at it which i never do they ask me what the temperatures are and i just say well not too hot yeah i was gonna say you guys don't spend a lot of time looking at that that stuff we don't and, and, and don't some guys are some guys are better be. than other guys i think we take for granted the fact that uh, you know once we work through it in practice and we get a, a number and a tape setting on the grill that we like we don't really think to, to look down there and make sure we haven't picked up any debris if we don't see that debris now um, a lot of times jason for example with me is asked in the middle of races hey i need a temperature reading and what he's asking for by doing that is he wants to know okay if we're cool enough i want to put some more tape on the grill because that's going to make your car handle better it's going to give you more front downforce it's going to reduce the drag on the race car um, it, it's only going to do positive things uh, hence the reason why we see them taped up to qualify is because of the gains that, that do come from it uh, so that that maybe will minimize those questions being asked as well allow the crew chief to, to you know do their job a little bit uh, more precisely from the pit box than, than relying on their uh, their guy behind the wheel to make sure that he's feeding them the right stuff what are you saying you're not you're not reliable I, I'm saying we're very reliable just <laughs> at times we uh, you know the heat of the moment. Yeah, I mean, if I know my car's too hot and I'm leading the race, I'm going to always say five degrees less than what it actually is to make sure they don't make me pit or anything like that. But, um, it, you know, as you guys said, and, and, you know, first name obviously is driving some nice cars based on what he just I told us there. But yeah. um, I do know I that know. I just his like Audi's parked out back. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I do know that every Chevrolet I have driven recently, whether it's a Malibu, whether it's a, a SS, a Silverado, any of them, uh, Tahoe, Suburbans, they all have access to all of this no matter what the model car is and no matter the the trim level the upper trim level lower trim levels to where you can see your tire pressure you can see all the stuff that they're offering up here now lap times i don't think we get lap times in them yet but uh and street models maybe that's coming yeah maybe you can hook that up to time. Your, or yeah hook that up to your gps and you can just drive i might the need the carpool here yeah. someday soon yeah someday soon in vegan's van yep. carpool lap times so but that's good. It's uh, it's going to be a, a, a good uh, addition if they go with it, and uh, we'll look forward to it. Yeah, I, I guess it's one of those things we don't really know where
where they're going to go with it. It's just, you know, initial testing just to see if it's something they want to do. It was nice to Jamie to give us all the, <laughs> yeah, the really. heads up on that. In the <laughs> Did anyone know he might have got it? A, is this tweet still <laughs> up and posted right now? Because he may have gotten a phone call immediately. Hey, yeah, take that down. That take that down. down. Hey, that's that's the beauty of social media, right? No, Nothing is a secret anymore. It isn't. What you had for breakfast, we know. What I have tweet. for breakfast, Heath? I don't know if you tweet. If you're one of those people that tweet about every aspect of your life, which some people are. Heath, you follow my Twitter. I know. You should know that I don't tweet about every aspect Wh of my life. What would you have for breakfast? I had uh, two hard-boiled eggs, a little bit go. of cheese, All right. and some melon. All right. What about a coffee? I, lots of coffee. Right. I'm a two-cup-a-day kind of guy. See, and you said you retired, and you're on two cups of coffee. Well, maybe I need my third. <laughs> Apparently. First name, go get him a cup of coffee. I already spilled one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. You go get him some coffee. We're going to talk about Bristol because we've got uh, Bristol coming up this weekend. We've got, again, Junior Motorsports has three entries. Harvick is back um, in the 88. That's Harvick's back in the 88? Yeah, Hump Brothers Pizza. Damn it. Yeah. Well, how's that? <laughs> 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 but, Regan, you actually – Kevin's on a pretty good hot streak yeah, right really now in, in the 88 car. He's uh, he's He's been going pretty well here lately, so uh, – any anytime you get him out there, you know he's going to be one of the guys to beat for sure. And uh, and you've been running well there. Three of your last four finishes, uh, you got three top tens in your last four starts there. Yeah, I, I enjoy Bristol, and and uh, you know it's a rhythm place. It's a place that when you have a car that, that handles good, it's it's really fun. When you have a car that's not doing what you want it to do, it can be one of the most difficult tracks we go to because you can't get out of the way, mm -hmm. and the leaders come quick. If you're even two tenths of a second off, you're getting lapped almost immediately sometimes. And and if you restart tenth, you're a quarter to a half a track behind the leader after one lap just that quick um, as things string out and, and get it get worked out with the within the field there so uh one of the toughest places we go but also one of the most gratifying and, and fun places to run good at that we go to and and we've had some good cars there i i honestly felt like we've had cars that have run better than where we finished there um in, in a lot of those races so that's uh got me uh ready to get back there and, and ready to to see uh what, what we're capable of this time and I know a lot of things have changed since they, they re redid that place. Initially, it used to be you run on the bottom. That was the fastest way around. Now you see guys moving up, up, up. And now, tell, tell us from a driver's perspective, it's not always it's not always productive to be on the bottom. Yeah, it isn't. And, and in particular, Bristol now it isn't. Uh, I'm glad you bring that up. The old track, you had to hook the bottom on it to be right on the bottom. And, and they tore it up and repaved it. And when they repaved it, we found, okay, the middle's kind of where you want to be. And, and we went there for quite some time in the middle was the place to run you couldn't get around guys on the outside and it was really tough to fin finish a pass off on the bottom so they took and ground the top of the track as we kept moving up higher and higher and and eventually worked it up to where it was almost by the wall at one point well they took and ground the top of the track to take that lane away and and try and make us run the bottom and it did the opposite yeah. they ground it and and now all the grips up there once it gets dusted off and, and gets a little rubber down somebody gets up there even if by accident um we want to put them up by the wall you can still make a pass on the bottom, but you got to rough the guy up. Now, the difference is, is in, in the old days, if everybody was on the bottom and you bumped somebody, they would shoot up the racetrack, you would go under them and finish the pass. Great train. Now, with the preferred line being up on the top and, and being right up in that, that ground racetrack section that's against the wall within the probably, I think it's six feet off the wall, they ground it down, something like that. If you bump somebody, they're already at the wall. They hit the wall and stop quick. You're going to stop quick on their back bumper and tear your car up. So uh, there's a little bit of a risk-reward that you have to pay attention to there. Um, as you said, the bottom can work, especially on fresher tires. And, and we're starting to see some of that old Bristol come back because of, of where the track's at right now, with it being more one preferred line that guys get frustrated. They follow for long enough, and they finally push too hard and, and run into another guy or try to clear a guy off the corner if they're not clear. Um, the other thing that uh, – 
I think is going to be interesting. I talked to Chase briefly this past week about it um, when we get back there, is that uh, they're adding safer barrier mm -hmm. to the outside wall down the straightaways there. And, and kudos to, to Bristol for doing that because it's something that's, uh, that's obviously needed everywhere, and, and we've had those discussions. But they're adding a safer barrier from basically the exit of the turns to the entrance to the next turns. Well, that three feet at a place like Bristol is huge. Mm -hmm. and, and we're talking it's going to pinch the inside car off more now. It's going to make the outside car have to hold their car down just a little bit more. What it will do is it's going to straighten the walls up. So part of the problem at Bristol was the, the wall would almost, as you would come off the corner, you would gain that three-foot section. But as you got ready to go back into the corner, you would have to get that back and have to move down. And if the car on the inside didn't realize that, you'd see guys hitting right. either off or into the corners because of it, the way it worked out. So it's going to straighten the walls up. So that'll be good. What's going to be bad, though, is, again, as I said, it's already only, what, 30 feet wide, and now we're taking three feet away from it. So yeah. uh, it should it should ramp up the excitement just another notch, uh, you know, for the for the fans to watch and, and for the drivers. It's it's going to be more difficult to, to make passes and more difficult to, to stay off each other. And they call it a bull ring for a reason, right? It, that it is. That it is. It's, uh, it, you know, for, for those that are listening that haven't been there, if you get an opportunity to go there, and, and I know some people, uh, you know, different areas of the country, it's tougher to get there, but – that is definitely one race that, that is worth going to see because it is truly a coliseum. When you, the size of the place, and, and I think first name's coming up there this weekend, so he's going to get to see his first. Uh, I've been to Bristol before. Oh, you've been to Bristol? Yeah. Oh, well, no. I'm going to make a big deal out of it. Thanks no. for, ruining, no, it. Thanks for ruining this whole segment My for me, <laughs> as if I hadn't already ruined it. They want him to talk more, great. and then, then he does. And then he, he talks, and like he that. shoots us down <laughs> just like that. Well, Ooh, I've been to Bristol, but I haven't been in probably two years, so well, I haven't seen the new. Um, Obviously, the new barrier is new for everyone, but I'm excited to see if I notice any difference at all. Uh, it's Probably gonna, not. I bet I'm you, I'm I bet really you it's still going to be loud. You think it's it going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really loud yeah. still. Yeah, that always happens. No, right. it's going to get quieter. Yeah. Well, I went to the fall. <laughs> I went to the fall, so that was like at night. So that was like extra cool. So I'm excited to see what it's like during the day. Well, we, how do they race these cars in the dark without headlights? I don't know. I was just going <laughs> to <laughs> First thing would be like, wait yeah. a second, the headlights wait. are decals. Wh what is this? Wait a They're second. stickers. <laughs> that was that was his biggest question with this new bash dashboard. Is where do you flick the high beams <laughs> on that? I was in victory lane that day. Were you? Yeah, that night. Big time. Who oh. won that night? Matt Kenseth. Okay. I was working for PRN and they like give everyone the list of drivers you have, and we got Kenseth. So, so you're pretty happy about that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. On top of the building, I will say that's yeah. one of the more unique uh, victory lanes that we do have in the series. It is, yeah. Pull up on top yeah. of that. I, I haven't personally gotten to drive there yet, so I don't know. But I've heard you and might seen get to it. Do it this weekend. I, you know what? That's uh, it's every weekend. I feel like it could be the weekend that the seven car gets the uh, monkey off its back. We've uh, you were chipping away last week for certain. We were, we were, and uh, they'll come once we get one. We might just start clicking them off one right after another. So uh, and we do know Bristol's one of your favorite tracks, but I want you to rank it. Can you rank me your top three? Not just from a destination standpoint, from a driver's perspective. Yeah, I don't rank them by based on destination. I, I rank because I know Darlington's probably going to be pretty high. Darlington is my favorite racetrack. Uh, if you didn't win down. there, like in storybook fashion that you did against Carl Edwards on the Cup side, how many years ago was that? Now, two twenty twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. If that didn't happen, would Darlington still be top on your list? Yes. Okay. I have from day one enjoyed racing at that track. I don't know why. And and generally speaking, especially younger in my career, I wasn't very good at running on the top side of racetracks and and. You go there and you don't have an option. You got to run right against yeah. the wall, and and for whatever reason, I just liked it and and enjoyed the the concept of, you know, you're not always as worried about the other cars as you are, actually the track itself because it's such a difficult place to race at, and it's a you race with a different mentality there than you do anywhere else uh, that we go almost, and and uh, I like that. I'm I'm kind of a thinker. I like having to think things through a little bit, and 
That, that definitely is the top top track for me. Um, Homestead, another place that I really enjoy going to. You um, won there too. I did win there too. Yeah. <laughs> we are, maybe we are seeing it. What's your favorite track that you you like going to that you have not won at? Let's let's go there first. Um, that I have not won at. Selfishly, probably Watkins Glen. Hometown. Home track. Hometown. hometown. Track, yep. Grew up going there as a kid watching it. And how far is that track from your house? About uh, about an hour. Okay. Uh, about an hour from Cato. Hour and twenty minutes, give or take a little bit. And the thriving uh, metropolis of Cato, New the, York. The thriving, more cows than people, <laughs> as, as we always say. So uh, it, uh, you know, it's it, it's a place that obviously is a road course and, and a little bit different. I don't have a ton of road racing experience, but uh, always look forward to racing there and, and have been close a couple of times to, to pulling off a win there, which would be big in a number of ways. Number one, because it is a road course. Mm -hmm. Number two, it is home home track. So um, that one ranks right up there. Uh, places I haven't won at. Let's see. Indy, naturally. Yeah. Um, one of the tougher places we go to race and, and maybe not always the best race to watch on TV or, or in person, but the, the facility itself, I think the best comparison I could give is people go to Cubs games mm -hmm. and they lose all the time. Right. Well, you go to Cubs games because of what that place is and yeah. what Wrigley is and then the, you know, just everything that's around it. It feels like you're at an old county fair and, and you get kind of that feeling from from Indy with the with the oldness of it and, and with the just the, the legends and, and everything that's been around there. And, and naturally, Daytona's got that same feeling to it as well. But I've won there. So won there. Me, yeah, you told me I can't <laughs> say that one. So <laughs> I just want I wanted you to give us a track that you hadn't won at. Maybe he's just winning too much. Apparently, first name. He it's is. it's been a while. I don't I think that's the case. <laughs> you know, what? I will say this though, from someone that, that's known you for a few years now, you don't get enough credit for being a good road racer, because you're kind of like one of these people. You go to you, you look at the lineup of who's who's on the. Are uh, you drinking Dallas Pale Ale right no, now? No, I'm actually being you're nice. You're being today. nice, yeah. I'm being I was nice wondering today. if we got too many beers in here or what. But you go into these tracks, you look at the entry list for you know you've got a lot of guys that may not run every road course that are there just to try to win, um, but for some reason somehow the past couple years you've been with. Junior Motorsports too. Um, you you so you run the top five most of the day. You work your way in the top three. You know, you almost won last year. Was that Mid Ohio or was that the year before? Mid Ohio and uh, and Road America. We could have won both those last right. year. Road America, the rain came mm -hmm. and we were running second when the rain came and and. Oh yeah, you were really good before the rain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. I thought it was going to be a battle between myself and Sam for the for the win, and then the rain happened and, and kind of eighty six that whole plan and. Uh, just had to struggle and, and grind out a finish. I, I don't have a lot of experience in the rain. I did when I was a kid, and, you know, it's a technique that, that you don't just immediately pick right back up. you got to really work at it. And by the end of the race, I felt comfortable, but I was already too far back to do anything, you know, worthwhile at that point. So uh, I, I like the road race, and I did a lot of it when I was younger. And that's the one thing a lot of people don't know is I did do a lot of, and was actually going down a path of possibly more open-wheel direction and, and road racing direction. And uh, and switch back to ovals and, and kind of made that my priority and, and living in North Carolina at the time there was so much more racing we could do close by on ovals that it just made more sense. Um, but uh, but I've always enjoyed the road racing and, and, and the challenges that come with it and uh, you know we'll we'll knock one of we'll knock a win off of one of them here before too long. First name, you're learning a lot about Regan today. I am. Did you I'm know he almost went down the open wheel? No, road? I was just thinking how. I bet you nobody knows that. It, you, you heard it here, especially when I was younger. When I was really young. I owned every little Mario Andretti, Michael Andretti, Allens, or all their little cars, and you know we'd line them up and race them on the carpet when you draw the yeah. draw the racetrack on the carpet and stuff. So uh, yeah, when I was when I was younger, I really got a kick out of. Do you ever wonder what cars. your life would be like if you had pursued that? Um, there's no telling. Yeah, he, I he mean, may not have his own podcast. I I do not think <laughs> I would right now, and in which case 
my life would not be anywhere near where it needs to if be. If someone came and offered you a spot to drive a Formula One car for like a, a race abroad, would you for take it? For a race? Yeah. Would like it mean I would have to miss a race in my car? No, no, no it's just like an, some exhibition Formula One race. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a hypothetical question. Hypothetical yeah. question? Yeah. In a heartbeat. I don't know I don't know a single driver that, that would. And that's I know, that, I know that's Dale has said that like he thinks that would be really cool to go watch one. I haven't heard him ever say that he would like to drive one. I think if the opportunity presented itself that there's not a driver in this garage, that if if it was put to you and said, hey, just go drive it in an exhibition, just mm-hmm. go make a couple laps, kind of like what Jeff or Tony mm-hmm. um, have done in the years past with, with the F1 cars, um, there's not a driver that would not jump at that opportunity. We're all race fans first and foremost, mm-hmm. foremost, and you respect that, even though that race is completely different than what we do and it looks different, you respect what, what they're doing with those cars and, and – Obviously, they're technology-driven and, and, you know, trying to be ahead of the curve on everything, and, and, and it's a, a little different mentality over there. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool. I'd probably make myself look terrible, but no, it'd be okay. Be right. Stuff it into the tire barrier. Cost, <laughs> cost some team a million dollars. Oops. That's okay. Sorry. They got plenty of money. Just My kidding. Bad. So, so Regan, drew, uh, back to his, his little matchbox days, he had his, uh, drew his racetracks on the carpet. I actually had a slot car track. Whoa, whoa, big, big time. Actually, no, it was it was small. The mountains was, of Pennsylvania listen, were pretty advanced at this time. It was a Days of Thunder slot car track, and it was That's even better. awesome. To this day, awesome. my favorite all-time race car, stock car of all time, is the 46 green and yellow City Chevrolet car driven by Colt Pickle. And you believe he really drove it? No, I just I was like no, that car. you do. Also, I'm a Packers fan, so green and yellow are kind of cool. Yeah, well, it was it, th- that car was on the racetrack. Yeah. Who actually drove it? Kurt Busch. Are you serious right now? No, no. What? Didn't he not run a throwback car? Last I have year? no idea. Uh, it, it wasn't of that particular one. Oh. But yeah, that the car did race with Mel Yellow as a sponsor. I don't remember the exact number. No. I think it was forty-two. But was it forty-two? Kyle Petty. Kyle Petty. Kyle Petty. Yeah. Oh well, my bad. Don't you feel this like a com- don't you feel like a complete idiot now? Every day, Regan. Every day. <laughs> but. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. No problem. Uh, all right. So, okay, Regan, we've got uh, a couple special guests here. And first, we want to introduce them. Um, but they are members of the Junior Motorsports softball team. We have Aaron. Forget about the race team. They're yeah. more importantly members of the softball well, team. Well, the idea behind the show was to bring in the personalities and the other things that we have going on other than racing. And the softball team, I don't know if you know, it's a pretty big deal. It is. It's a pretty big deal. So we've got Aaron Hoover here. Aaron is actually goes by the name of Sawmill. What's up? <laughs> and he's been one of the longest, I guess, the one of the longest tenured employees we've had. Mm-hmm. How many years are you going on now, Salmo? Ten. Ten. So you really are tenured. Yeah, tenured. Yeah. And sitting next to him is a Danny Earnhardt Jr. I don't know that we have a nickname for you other than Dre. Yeah, yeah. Used to call you Dre. Dre. And the reason why we brought Danny in is because we've got two softball teams. One is the, do we call them the triple A? Well... The fun team, the, the go and have a good time and drink some beer team. And then we've got Danny, who is our baller, I guess we'll say. Well, we call it, team. We call it the so that's our major league team. Yeah. Yeah. We call it the company team. The company team. Yeah, the lower team. Which team has more fun? Let's oh, ask the company that. Team. company team. Okay. All right. So let's let these guys explain a little bit about how long the softball team's been going on. How, what year is this? Three, five. Five, yeah. Okay, well, well let me ask you this. Danny plays on both teams because what are the rules behind bringing someone good down to play on the, the minor team? Explain that to me. Well, you got – they used to let you do like five, so we actually had Sawmill himself and Sonny Lungsford and 
couple other guys that played on both. And then uh, some guys got a little, we'll call it butt hurt. Butt hurt? <laughs> butt hurt. Because uh, yeah. we, were, we were playing up there and we come down to our deal and we lay it to them. And you could play, <laughs> you play wherever you want. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. And then uh, all these guys start bringing their weekend people. People get actually get paid to play this stuff. Not to play softball? To play softball. Yeah. Like so in a rec league? No, no, no. Not in a rec league. It's like a weekend deal. You okay. Know, okay. So the guys that are getting paid are yeah. professional softball players, and then they just come in as moonlighters. Pretty much. So, so those are what you call ringers. Yeah. yeah. Like if we He's really wanted to, you know, we could get it together and be like, Dirty Mo radio softball team, and they'd go on the weekends and just smoke people. And you'd be getting your name out there. That's how people do it. But we're not really like we that. We need all the help we can to get our name out there. Yeah. You can tell by hey. the professionalism that's in this studio right now yeah. that uh, th this is this is pretty pretty up in hey, here. We've got a lot of things going on here at Dream Motor Sports. Softball well, being one of them. Well, well, how about tonight? I'll just put up front on a piece of duct tape on the back of my jersey, and I'll tweet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Up, 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 like up front with Regan Smith. All right, now, are you guys leading leading the the tournament, the series? How, how many teams are in your we're league? Let's ask you that first. 12. 12 in hours and how many? I don't know. I think there's 10. And, and the these are all race race teams? Or no, 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 not no. at all. Not at all. Not now, at all. now there for a while, Waltrips did have a team. How were they? They were good. They were all right. We, we booted yeah. them on out. It hurt the feelings. Beat them then. That's yeah. what I mean. We were better oh, yeah. still. Yeah. Junior motorsports just teams. Just like on a racetrack. Let me <laughs> tell you, uh, just, to <laughs> just to clarify on the first question he's had. Yeah. We, we wanted to start a team, and we had too many people, kind of. And so... We kind of played, and then we ended up, people backed out. So we had to play on both. Well, then uh, we ended up getting some picture guys on the big team, and them guys knew they're the other guys. Yeah, they're pretty athletic, too. Yeah. So, yeah, big, I mean. A lot of picture guys are former college athletes. Exactly. Some of them baseball players, yeah. hockey yeah. players, you name it. So they could cream it. So yeah. one thing led to another, and that team's changed a lot. There's a lot of different people on that team now. Well, now they made it after all that hearsay. Now only one person can play on both teams. And we just we just let they just let myself do it just because it's easier that way. And we got a couple other guys on the farm on that team, but the company team is strictly purely company minus a couple close friends of Dell ba Juniors. Basically, what you're telling us is in the softball world, you're kind of a big deal. No, <laughs> no. I, that's what I just that's heard. What is I'm that hearing. not what you heard? I'm that's hearing what that I heard. a little bit. Yeah. Danny's being modest. You're being a little modest. Some undertones here of, of the badassity level of. The junior motorsports soft team. Soft mill. I got it. Or soft, soft mill. mill. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. How's, how's that soft mill? Uh, Softball. Yeah. Saw mill. Yeah. Saw mill. <laughs> Who's the best player on your team? Not 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 counting Danny. He's sitting next to you. Other than Danny. Mm. Oh, this, this is a deep thing. Yeah, there is. A think deep about thing. this. It's tough. You guys. You can say yourself yeah. if you want. Yeah. How many? You talking about overall game? Overall yeah. game. Yeah. This difficult. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know. First name's got sound effects. Maybe there's over just there. maybe there's nobody good enough on the junior team. No, race. It's you know how racing is. People come and go. We lost a couple guys last year. Yeah. So we got new guys. You know. How many it's times you struck out, Samuel? I don't know. <laughs> can you strike it. out in softball? Well, I probably would. Yes, what are so? Let's. I don't know a lot about the rules on this. Now, is there? There's mercy rules and stuff like that. You get too many yeah, runs. The other team will. If you're up by after what like. Three or four innings, if you're up by 20, that's a mercy rule. And then after five, it's 15. And then after six, if you're up by 10, then it's a hit. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, our, our, our radio show is sponsored by Dale's Pale Ale. So our question to you is, before the junior game, how many Dale's Pale Ales do you usually drink? 
I have a lot of Dale's pale ale. Sal <laughs> 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 so knows that guy that on his way to first base, he stops. <laughs> Even if you hit a home run, stop, have a couple sips. Yeah. Then I go to second, go to yeah. third. It's supposed to be fun. Now, Danny's league, on the other hand, is probably a little more serious than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so competitive. I don't even – I don't really drink until afterwards. Yeah, after you win or lose or That's both. the worst thing. Well, it don't matter if you lose <laughs> or win. That's the worst thing, though, is playing on both because we play – you know, the, the company team plays 6.30, 7.30, and then they go out in the parking lot, and we, you know, just have a, you know, nice sit-down talk, you know. If you know team meeting. Team, team meeting, meeting yeah. exactly. Post-game recap. Well, I got to play the, the 8.30, 9.30. We play double-headers. Yeah. Then I got to play 8.30, 9.30, so I ain't done until 10.30. And so I'm like, finally, I come out there. I'm like, where's my man Sawmill? He gone. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> Cooler's gone. I'm one, like, what in the world? One time, one time after the game, uh, I left the cooler on the back, and I picked it might have been like two or three of them. There was one. <laughs> there was one. Don't left even lie. Just a nice tease <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah. What are friends for, yeah. right? Oh, man. Yeah, we all, hit, we all hit it pretty hard. We, we won the game pretty good. Now, obviously, it sounds like there's not a ton of rules built into this, right? No. I mean, it's generally speaking softball rules, baseball rules. Baseball you can hit rule, home yeah. runs, do whatever you want to do. There's actually there start off one and one, rule. and then there's home run rules, actually. That's the, yeah. that's the biggest difference in the leagues. They they used to be called, like, bronze, silver, gold, and now they're called, like, rec, competitive, and, like, semi-competitive or something like that. Semi-competitive, then competitive. Like yeah, something like that. So, so and you're in the bottom, you actually negotiate one to three, and then the next one's four to six, and the next one's six to unlimited. And wow, big boys! Obviously, they're like ten, fifteen yeah. home runs. Oh yeah, yeah. per they, game. Yeah, oh. because on that other team, I mean, we're talking. I mean, you know, Mitch or uh, what's, what's Phillips. Mitch Phillips. Phillips. Mitch Phillips. Yeah. I mean, you look at him. I mean, them guys are bigger than him, and they're like, oh, what home run? I mean, I'm not. For Mitch Phillips is big guy. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, on the farm. On the farm. Six ten. Well, I, he ain't six ten. He's, He's probably like six, six two. two. But he, He's he, built. But he weighs all four of us combined, and he ain't fat. I guess in, in asking the rules question, then, I know baseball, they adapt rules every year. They have their, their meetings and things like that. And, and recently in baseball, I do know I paid enough attention and saw in Center to where they've got new rules about running over the catcher. And <laughs> and we heard there may have been <laughs> an incident how. in the past. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> there may have been an incident where a catcher got ran over. I saw it sounds like you may have been involved and you were I doing the running. I've right? I, I did the running on one guy. God, I applaud y'all's research. Yeah. Wait a second. Let's Wait, so you let's did the running on one guy. This was last year, right? I did the running right? on one guy, and then you know that thing called karma. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned around. Sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. Yeah, exactly I was right. definitely the bug. Come on, don't leave another story out. Yeah, so I feel like we're not getting the happened. whole story. Last we year, know the whole story. We just want year, you to say it. <laughs> last year, so <laughs> being the gentleman I am, there was a female catcher <laughs> at home plate. Clearly, you're not married, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I checked. Um, so. I've never seen someone this uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about something. This is odd. It's just embarrassing. It's, it's, this it's is a good <laughs> story, though. This hey, is the part. It's this hey, it's I mean, bad would you rather us tell it or you? Because it would yeah, be way, way worse no. if we tell uh, it. Your, either way, it's getting told. Your, your version got told probably got blown up. So this lady was a behemoth. I think that's a little over the top. Yeah. But she was definitely up. <laughs> she was probably she was probably 110 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. But Sawmill's now saying she was at least 250 <laughs> and six foot tall. She was, she was pretty big. She was pretty. Danny, big. how big was she? I'm coming around home. Oh man, I'd say. Uh, I mean, she's between 150, 200. Okay. But, right. but she's also well. She weighed more than Sawmill then. She, she was tall. She's yeah. pretty tall too. She was pretty tall drinking water. 
I don't huh? care. She's female. Uh, yeah, I know. So I'm coming around home, or coming around towards home, and the throw comes, and I'm just like, I really, I don't want to run her over. So like, I try to, uh, as soon as I try to slide, she already comes over and takes the glove and just like hits me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying, so you I were kind of sliding. Were so you knocked out? No. I got you know, how long did it take the ambulance to get you to the hospital? It wasn't an ambulance. <laughs> were your feelings hurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. Were you pretty embarrassed? Very. We've all been there. Yeah. Well, did you win the game? We did. He was That's good. You didn't need that run that you cost yeah. the team at well least. See, he's already, I, I, got he back already up, I got back up and played another trash talk game. <laughs> 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 he already had that first occurrence, so he was kind of like on the fence, and now it's female, so he kind of was coming. Yeah. He came in there all soft, like, and she wasn't being soft. No. And next thing you know, he's on his back. <gasps> no yeah. wind knocked out of him. I didn't know this was co-ed. I didn't know it's this not was co-ed. It's not co-ed. It's not. I, I mean, know. girls I can play. I don't know how they let her on the team, but <laughs> maybe they thought she was a dude. No. She ain't a bad-looking woman. <laughs> well, knowing Sawmill, he probably got tagged out, you know, on his rear end, got up, started trash-talking, and then asked her for her phone number. Am I right? No. No? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Definitely wasn't going to call it. That was, yeah, the old Sawmill would have, but yeah. <laughs> Sawmill's no. in love. So what we were trying to, if, in case y'all didn't notice, we did a little uh, digging before yeah. we had you on the show. We wanted some good stories. That was one of the top ones. So <laughs> thank nice. you, Sawmill, for hey, entertaining us. No problem, us. guys. No problem. Glad Who's been hurt in the softball league? I remember a couple years ago, didn't Sonny take uh, softball in the gut? Yeah, that was actually in our practice, I think it was. Yeah. And Samuel, you said you almost got your head taken off by Aaron Walker. Yeah, c- one time on third, yeah. Aaron, and Aaron Walker, I do know Aaron Walker. He's a big guy. He's a, very He's big guy. a former a collegiate athlete. That's a good example. Actually played tight end for the 49ers in there the NFL. So basically what we're getting out of this is Samo took a shot from Aaron Walker, survived it. You can play in the NFL. Yeah, I know, man. Bring it. Which, what would your team of choice be? Washington. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I know who Danny's yeah. team would be. We got a Cowboys fan and Redskins fan here sitting on the couch together. And they're actually sitting next to each other cordially. We're, we're very cordial fans to each other, except for on game day. Except for on game day? There's a little trash talk, a little text. Would sure. you guys watch the game together? No, no we would not. Absolutely not. Can't do that, huh? Can't do that. Cats and dogs. I already live with a Dallas fan. My brother is a Dallas fan. So how, how, how does your brother become a Cowboys fan when you grew up in Virginia? Well... I mean, you're either a Cowboys fan or Redskins fan, and he chose the other side. I will say you guys are <laughs> uh, getting along pretty well right now for that. No, Although Danny, at least uh, Danny's got a chance. Sawmill, you just you know you know at some point it's a dumpster fire with rubber tires right now. <laughs> Is RG three coming back? Yeah, he's coming. Is he going to start? Yes. For the Redskins. Absolutely. And what do you predict your record being if he d- if that is the case? Seven and nine. What if he doesn't start? What do you predict your record being? Twelve another and four. Another, <laughs> another, another three and 13 season, whatever it is. Speaking of records, what is the softball team's record? I know y'all just started, like, what, uh, a couple uh, weeks ago? Three We're three and one right now, yeah. Both teams? No. No, them, they're four and oh. How, how long does the season go? Seven weeks. Yeah, like it'll go weeks. in about mid-June. That's just the season, not that much. You don't want to go much past mid-June. It gets hot. Well, we, we only get a sweating. month off, and then we start basketball, and then uh, a month later, softball, fall ball. Yeah. It's just back September, and forth, yeah. back and forth. Well, there you have it, folks. Well, I g- we have nothing but athletes working around this place. And competitive yeah. ones at that. Absolutely. Very. Ones that are not scared to charge a woman <laughs> at home plate. 
Hey, just <laughs> trying to be a gentleman. In fairness, she probably had a mask on, and you didn't know until after she knocked you out that yeah. it was a girl, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're competitive, and that's not the best story about Sawmill, but this tells you how. Well, we don't want to uh, embarrass him too much. Well, let's oh, hear the best story. Well, they, uh, you know, there's a couple umps. We've been out there for five <laughs> years, <laughs> and we know him, you know. I, I think I heard this one, too. Yeah. No. Sawmill likes to. He gets a strike on him quick. He'll be swinging at the next <laughs> one. Like it don't matter where it's at. You get and behind in the count. An yeah. old boy had he one slip. Know. He threw one high. I mean, it was so high. You know, this is 10 foot to 3 foot. That's the rule. You know, you throw it like that. But uh, he swung at it. He missed. And the ump was standing on the second base. He goes, did he go? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, it was every, everybody died. Uh, everybody he was died. like, oh. And his brother was going, man, please. <laughs> Don't do that. You're going to make him upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was hilarious. Here you go. I mean, he was doing oh. a 360. So when you, when you get upset, do you even swing harder and, and try even more? Yeah. And then it just goes downhill from there? Yeah. I actually, I actually redeemed myself next time. I said, I ain't got a double here. No, nah, you got a triple. There you go. Yeah, because I was wearing you out about it. Oh, yeah. He's, he, <laughs> until I got back up, this man was in my ear, and I'm like, Danny, you are a trash talker. I wasn't trash talking. I was building him up for the moment. Yeah. Be a trash talker? Because he bets yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he bets after I do. So, like, I'm waiting on him to either send me home or send me back around to the base. I'm, like, ready for him to, you know, place it. So, we're depending on each other a lot. We've got we've got some embarrassing stories on Sawmill. You got anything on Danny since he's sitting here? Or is he just he's Joe Cool? He's pretty much the Joe Cool of the family. I'm sure there's something. Well, well, last week, uh, you know, the ground was a little hard. I slid. I tried, tried to beat a throw to home and slid. Oh I, didn't, yeah. I didn't make it home. <laughs> I was like that far. You can't fuck So that was kind of funny. That's right. Uh, and them big boys, though, they just look at you like you're. you're what's wrong with you? Yeah, what are you, you doing? I'll it ain't funny. It's just so they're mad. I'll you came up, up like three feet short? No, yeah. it was closer than that. I uh, wasn't much closer than that. Two and a half. But I was trying to get under the tag because he's going to get me either way. What like I've just heard is there's hope for me to play softball. If I, that's <laughs> all I have to do. I'm capable. Oh, as yeah. long as hey, you're better, you're probably better. Yeah, than basketball. You'll be good. Well, guaranteed. <laughs> I, I can confirm <laughs> that I have gone into the net at basketball, made a layup over the top of Danny, and yeah, yeah. hurt his feelings. Do you completely. still play basketball with your? Hat I was gonna on? dunk on him, but I didn't. I didn't last year. Okay. I, I, here's my question: Since you guys both both play in the basketball league, who would win in one on one, Regan or Brad Keselowski? Regan. Oh, Regan. I'm going really? Regan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive then. I thought you were going to go like me and Sawmill or me, and, and I no, know the answer no, to I that already. I, I put terrible. you in a I, – I critiqued you properly, I think. That's a good matchup for you. Well, see, what we've learned here today is, is everybody within this company enjoys doing stuff outside of, of the, the normal working on race cars, working on whatever, whether it's marketing, farm shop, you name it, right? Everybody. And the PR staff comes out. Except for one person in this company who has just separated himself and put himself on a pedestal above everybody else <laughs> and said, I'm not going to be a part of any extracurricular activity with my coworkers. I was wondering how long it would take for you to bring this up. And he's wearing a plaid shirt. And <laughs> since we're on radio and they can't see that, yeah. we'll just go ahead and say you it's me. Yeah, just so you know, you I was there for year one, one in basketball. Was I not? Yeah. So I was the first person to get hurt, believe it or not. I do believe that. That's such an honor. Uh, it's it really is, not. Truly. Because remember the week before that, remember Martha like pulled something and we were all making fun of her for wearing having crutches at the track, and I sprained my ankle bad, and they're like, "You want crutches?" And I, we we're going to the track, and I'm like, "No, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just give me the pain medicine. I don't want to be that guy." He used to play video games with me. Yeah. Now he can't. 
What? I gotta do something for my wife. I gotta build a bathroom. We, that we get a lot of that. We have we have learned that rapidly on the show that there is definitely one that wears the pants in that family. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I don't like where this segment's going. I think we're gonna let these guys go because it is their lunch break and they they uh, graciously joined us. Well, we definitely yeah we appreciate having you guys. And just so everybody knows, Sawmill. Um, in the shop is our parts guy. He takes care of, of every part and piece that comes into this facility and, and makes sure that the cars get what they need, the haulers get what they need, the teams get what they need every week. Danny does uh, front-end mechanic on the 9 car and uh, takes care of that. Uh, you've been with them for two years. You were with me on the 7 car the first year, uh, rear-end mechanic there. And um, How many uh, – I think how many you said ten years and what'd you say? I'm like I'll be I think I'm uh, I'll be nine. You'll be nine years. in October. October. Right, so both both of you guys have been here quite some time and yeah. uh, you know it's uh, just a testament to it's a it's a fun place to work yeah. not only at work but outside of work. There's a lot of stuff that goes on and and uh, and this company it, it we keep on brought pretty soon. MLB, NFL, you yeah. name it. I hey, mean, I'm waiting for the flag football team. I'll come out for flag football. I'm I'm ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. There he'll we come go. Out, he'll Hang come on. out the first year and a he'll quick be gone. Story, a quick story. We had what, a are you going to be a sponsor? Please. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quick story. Me and Danny actually had a petition going one time for flag football. I signed it. I signed yeah, that. That was recent. That's since I've been here. I yeah, think, right? that was right when you yeah, – The petition right got signed and submitted to the boss. He shredded. It made it that far. And then came to an abrupt stop. Yep. Never been talked about since. Well, we can keep on pushing for it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see the power of people. Maybe we can get enough of us together and get a bigger petition this time. People are the power. All right, guys. Looks like we're heading into our segment, Hot Laps, which is I think this is the fourth time we've done it. That sounds about right. Ninth yeah. episode, fourth time of Hot Lap. Um, usually we all get 30 seconds. We can't interrupt each other. There's a horn at the end, a Rasta horn. If you go over your 30 seconds. What's a Rasta? That's the uh, that's the name of the sound effect I use. Rasta horn. But it's not an actual horn that's called the Rasta. No, it's called the Rasta horn. I we should really probably just call it a horn. Yeah, let's call it a yeah, horn. Okay, horn. Anyway. We live in America, and that's a horn. There's a horn at the end. Don't complicate it. There's a horn at the <laughs> end. <laughs> After your 30 seconds, then it moves right on uh, to the next person, and we can't interrupt each other until the very end. Um, and then we can... Uh, Actually, you can't interrupt at all. You can't interrupt at all, but you can kind of talk about what that person just said if you want to. Right. Give a rebuttal if they kind of make fun of you, which is usually what Heath and Regan do to each other. Perfect. That's it. Regan, you're up first. So standard has been set. Whenever the you the are standard. Ready, whenever you <laughs> is are Is there ready. standard for such this no, thing? No, we have no standards around here. Whenever you are ready, Regan. All right, so we've heard today in talking to, to people from Junior Motorsports how much fun everybody has hanging outside of the company with each other and doing different things. This weekend at what was called the Moo and Brew, my good friend Heath White, decided to go. I didn't get a phone call. It was an off Saturday for me. He got to indulge in a ton of Oscar Blues Brewery's products, including Dallas Palau, but also a couple others. And instead of calling and saying, hey, come down here with me. It'll be fun and we can have a couple beverages together. I basically got a text after the fact was too late and when the day was over. And I am totally devastated. First off, if I had invited Regan, he would have said no. He would have been like, oh, I can't have, I got to get a babysitter. I can't make it. Secondly, he just ran a race. You probably got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. I really didn't think you were up 4 o'clock in the morning. I really didn't think he was up for it. He's an old man now. He's over 30. He can't He can't run, run with us. But I will say the Moon Brew was great. Um, a lot of different uh, burger places there. Uh, Oscar Blues had a tent set up with a bunch of different samples. It was it was a very good time. Uh, a great way to spend a Saturday, Regan. We miss you. We miss you. Well, in addition to getting to spend one day a week with Regan and learn a lot, like you did today, I feel like I can go ahead and give you a scouting report on what Bristol's like. 
I really enjoyed when I watched the Xfinity races this year, getting to hear other drivers' opinions and analyze. Like Jeff Gordon was great, I thought, this past weekend. I really enjoyed Harvick the last couple weeks. Uh, Kozlowski and Boyer were at least entertaining. Um, I learned a little bit when they did it, but I really enjoyed that, and I'm excited they're doing it. Thank you, Brett. Are we allowed to breathe by the other person's yeah. owner? Oh. Yeah. Okay. You, you look like you're holding your breath. No, See, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm, next, just for That's the record. That's just because I'm getting fat. Next time <laughs> the company goes out and does something fun like the Moon Brew, I will and make sure Regan gets an invite, and I will let you all know what his excuse is at that time. I, hey, <laughs> at least you'll be able to say that you gave me the invite. That's true. One way or another. Did you get an invite? Kind of, yeah. He asked me if I was going. Come he on. He said it was cool. It was a great time. I didn't invite anyone. It was. You're a, not it, helping Heath's cause right now. It was a gift for me from, from Mrs. White. Tell you what, first name. It was a gift. You call me next time this stuff's going on. We'll figure it all we'll out. We'll do our unofficial moo and brew. Yeah. We'll, oh, we can do we'll a moo and brew right this. here. We got a grill out back. We got Oscar Blues. We got Dale's Pale Ale. What else do we need? That's it. That's all you need. All right. Well, moo and brew podcast. Well, while you're yep. busy mooing and brewing in here, I'm going to get busy uh, getting ready for Bristol and uh, making sure we can go and, and get all three cars in Junior Motorsports up in the top five this weekend. I think uh, – Exciting exciting weekend coming up. Uh, as we said earlier in the show, Bristol is one of those bucket list racetracks for anybody who's a race fan. Um, get there if you can. If you can't, definitely tune into it and watch it. And uh, I'd anticipate seeing one of our three cars uh, maybe on the roof of that building come Saturday. I hope so. You're, you're going to be in the TaxLayer.com car. Chase is back in the Napa car, and Harvick's going to be in the – I guess you can't really miss the Hunt Brothers pizza car because it's green and white. It's and got all them bright colors yeah, going on. You're not going to miss it. And Actually, the the start time for that is going to be Saturday, this Saturday, April 18th at 1.30 Eastern Time. That's going to be aired on Fox Sports 1. Uh, PRN is going to have the radio broadcast. You can hear that on Sirius as well. Uh, other than that, I don't know about the weather. Weather's, you might, you looking, might be seeing weather's a, looking a little bit iffy. but You uh, might have a night race up there at Bristol. Well, that, that just adds to the excitement of it. A night race, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be good for the fans either way, and uh, we'll look forward to it whenever we get it in, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Thursday, Friday, whatever the day is, uh, somebody's going to win that race, so it's going to be one of our cars. Big thanks to Danny Jr. and Aaron Sama Hoover for joining us. Uh, as we said, uh, enjoy having those guys talk about other stuff other than the, the race inside of the company, and uh, we'll look forward to next week. All right. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today. <laughs>